You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Games Group. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I'm joined today by Justin Davis, Group. Greg Miller, yeah. Brian Altano. Brah. Lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about a strange new character in Call of Duty. We're going to talk about Magic the Gathering, the movie. But our lead story this week is analysts at Stern G. Predict. That's my best guess. <laughs> it's probably Aggie. Aggie? Stern Aggie. I already, I already mispronounced the, the movie <laughs> Philomena today. Let me see, let me see. Stern Aggie. A G. See, I said a G. I say a, a G. G. Okay. Anyway, they predict by the end of this year, <clears throat> collective install base for the PS4 and Xbox One will be 33 million. Damn. Combined? Combined. Wow. That's a lot. That does sound like a lot. To yeah. Me. They're currently, so we know the. PS4 sold 4.2 million, right, by the end of the yep. year, yeah. and Xbox One was around 3 million, right? Yep. So 7 million collectively. They need to sell another 26 million by the end of this year. If that's they can get them on shelves. 2 million a month if it were distributed evenly. I think that's so probably what, pretty accurate. If I were to, if someone said, gun to my head, Justin, what do you think? I would probably say about that many. 33 minutes. What is, so, like, so that's that's actually, that's about 7 million more than the Xbox and the GameCube did individually in their total entire lifespans. And that's in the first year. That's crazy. The Xbox? The original, the original Xbox and the, and, the, and, and the GameCube did about 24, 25 million. So we know, I, I mean, they're not going to sell, I mean, they're going to sell plenty, but mostly there's not that much hardware moving until next holiday, right? Yeah. Like next yeah. October, November, December, that's when the consoles are really going to sell, sell, well, I mean, sell. Yeah, you, yeah, that's true. That's when you'll see the big spike. But you figure a lot of people are holding out for Titanfall, for mm-hmm. Infamous, for that game that actually is next gen. Titanfall then. will sell some yeah. Xbox ones. Yeah. yeah. They're also selling every single PS4 that they ship. Right. The Xbox yeah. is a little, a little be, be, yeah, The Xbox that. is totally in stock now. Yeah. 
So that would be, so let me put it this way. The reason why I don't think that number is that outrageous is let's say they sell twice as many PS4s next Christmas and twice as many Xbox Ones next Christmas as they did this past Christmas. Right. That plus whatever they sell the rest of the year, you know, a several hundred thousand every month will get them to 33 million. Sure. Like, and that's, what's I am not total? an analyst. That's not based on any kind of actual math. What's the total lifetime sales for the 360 and PS3? It's around 80? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. They're each so they're going to do a third of that in one year? No, but yeah. that's 160 combined. Ah, ah, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. I cannot math. As we've proved so be, many times before. R- right now, it certainly seems like the PS4 is going to be selling more consoles, but just for the sake of math, if that were $15 million a piece, that would be $15 million out of the, you know, around 80 that the last-gen consoles have sold. So mm. I, don't, I don't... It's aggressive, but like... $33 million would apparently be 100% better than the 360. Oh, and, so it's twice as fast. Yeah, than they did last-gen. And they launched oh. twice as fast. Yeah, what do you mean? They did, sold twice as many oh, at yeah, launch. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's just staying on the pace they're on now. Mm-hmm. It's not even counting those... Astronomical Wii U numbers either. It's just going to spike it to at the least tip of, the tip of the sword of next gen. We call <laughs> exactly. the Wii U thirty three point two. Wii U just the tip. Just the tip. Uh, they also in- note that um, R and D costs should increase at a slower rate than they did last gen. They have some interesting reasons for this. Say, fresca, fresca, fresca time. One of the problem areas last gen. Uh, so there are three reasons why. R&D costs rose greatly last generation. Number one, the shift from standard def to high definition became, made uh, development more expensive. The shift from offline to online gameplay, so that's whole other systems that they had mm-hmm. to implement into their games, and the significant differences between, in the architecture of the 360 and the PS3. Yep. Right. We're yes. hearing now, apparently, the Xbox One and PS4 are more similar. Yeah, they're PCs. I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. best thing. That's why Sony was so smart to get off the cell processor and yeah. say, all right, all right, all right, let's just do this. Port all your Steam games over. We're ready. Yeah. That's so, I mean, I hope that news turns out to be true and good news because all we hear about is how expensive it is to make games now, how you need to sell so many copies to make a profit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy to remember the jump from, you know, PS2 to PS3, Xbox to Xbox, Xbox 360. That was, like... Xbox Live existed, but think about what that became on the 360. Like, yep. this totally, every game's going to have a demo, this huge elaborate service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you think about things like HD. Like, I didn't have an HD TV when the yeah, 360 played out. I played Oblivion on an SD TV. Mm-hmm. And, like, then I got an HD TV later. And, like, that jump doesn't seem nearly sure. as big to me. Like, games became radically different in the last generation than mm-hmm. they are now. Well, well, we'll continue following the sales of both next-gen consoles, both current-gen consoles here on IGN. I refuse to follow them. Did <laughs> uh, <laughs> hear about this uh, Michael Myers character coming to Call of Duty Ghosts? Right. Yep. This Rob Zombie's Michael Myers is coming to Call of Duty Ghosts, <laughs> no. right? No, I think it's more like the classic uh, oh, John Carpenter. Oh, I see. I'm pulling up the, uh, some footage on the, from the trailer here. Uh, the first downloadable content pack for uh, Call of Duty Ghosts is called Onslaught. As I understand it, in that pack, there's a map called Fog, and on that map, you can play as You run around as Michael, Michael Myers, Myers, killing people with an axe. Yeah. Well, so what does that mean? She reads the news it's so it. weird. I don't know. It's well, just a weird <clears throat> addition. Well, that's what I like. Uh, the Onslaught mode, or the equivalent of Zombies mode, has always been like really weird and off the wall. Yeah. Really strange. Like, you can play as Nixon and like other ones in the previous games, right, but yeah. they had silly one-liners. Yeah. When it's first person, what does it matter who like you are? How do they represent that in the game? Mm, yeah. I don't know. It's always strange to me when they do this, this stuff, you know? Because it's like for a year straight, we have to hear. Nope, nope, we see all these trailers about how serious war is, and they're like, and then they show us the dog, and they're like, he'll be your trusty companion. And then, like, the game ships, and like, all bets are off. They're like, hey, E.T. versus uh, the blob. Have fun, kids. And they're like, wait a minute. Wasn't this like a serious war game, like, 
three months ago, and I admire that they're having fun. I think that yeah, that's important like to it. do that. But we do, those other modes have always been their chance to like cut loose and be silly. Totally, totally. I do wonder if they're taking it. I, I don't know what too far is, but I feel like we're a hop, skip, and a jump. We're like one game away from being like you can play as Christopher Walken as himself. <laughs> yeah, That'd be awesome. That, that would have me excited. <laughs> also, like, is is Michael Myers really hot with the kids these days? That's the question. <laughs> like, I have. That, That's the big thing that I'm like. Eh? Like, do they pay to have him in there? Like, the people yeah, the movies? we need to, right? You yeah. can just put a property, like, you know. Oh, I guess that's a good point. An IP in your game. And also, oh, I haven't Rob caught up on... laughing all the way to the bank. It's not Rob Zombie. <laughs> I haven't caught up on, like, the last 40 of his movies, but can he is he still able to kill, like, 80, like, uh, squad dudes with, like, huge yeah. machine guns and everything with just his hatchet in the woods? That's why this, this brings a couple things to my mind. One, I think it's cool because... Call of Duty has a rep for just being a mindless bro shooter, right? Yep. But then they do weird off-the-wall stuff like this. I think yeah. that's cool. It is kind of off-brand for Michael Myers, though. He doesn't kill people at, at a cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. and he doesn't run. He doesn't chase after people with uh, holding an axe. Yeah, at all. So that, I, as a horror fan, I have a little beef with that. I didn't get. Did you watch the trailer? Like, are you? Did you pay much yeah. attention to this news? Yeah. Like, I only saw the headline, so I don't know exactly. I watched the trailer and stuff. So, but I'm, torture chamber. I, I'm still yeah. trying to wrap my head around the fact that he doesn't talk. So, what is Michael Myers? How do you do? You like see? Does it start in a mirror and you can see that? The trailer is like, really brief. They don't even talk okay. about it, like 100. One player gets to be Michael Myers. I assume whoever kills him gets to be Michael Myers next. Oh yeah, it's on a multiplayer like, okay, map. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, that so makes more sense. Yeah. Everybody go see Rob Zombie's Halloween. Go see it. Yeah, it's in the theaters, theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> the Dollar Theater in your local county is playing it somewhere. Not in theaters now. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know that uh, the latest uh, Paranormal Activity is still in theaters, but Paranormal Activity Five is coming next year. Oh, okay, good. I saw I read about that. Right, we're gonna go see the marked ones. We're gonna be able to see the marked ones somewhere. Don't worry about it. I yeah. think you guys missed that. No, it's just stupid, yeah, didn't it? stupid Damon yeah, going yeah, to Japan. It didn't. It didn't uh, tank to the box office. Huh? Yeah. But uh, it only has to make fifty dollars to make a profit. So that's, that's what I mean, true. like tank that movie costs them nothing. To make. I know. Yeah, it's true. It's cardboard ghosts. I'll buy the Blu-ray. Anyway, that Call of Duty Ghosts Onslaught DLC pack is out January twenty-eighth. Uh, we were talking about movies just now. Yeah, Damon. Speaking Way. of, uh, how does Magic the Gathering the movie sound? Really boring. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I love Magic the Can Gathering. Can we stop making these Hobbit movies? I'm just done with this it. I don't is care. A, this is the thing. 20th Century Fox uh, bought the rights to a movie from Hasbro, and they have an eye on making a massive franchise on the scale of Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Jesus Christ. I don't know, Damon. So you and I both like Magic the Gathering. I might be the biggest Magic the Gathering fan in the office, and even I don't know about this. The problem is with... Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, there's lots of characters that we know and care about, and there's a story there, yeah. right? Like, what? I, I was going to say, not to sound like a noob, but is there a story to magic? There, there is. is. Each, each expansion <laughs> has, like, lore, but it's, like, told through, like, cards. They'll just be, like, sure. heroes and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and you get, like, some hints about, like, the greater conflict. I don't okay. think people really know. No, and they use Is this going to be, like, a Jumanji thing where a bunch of, like, kids are sitting around and one of them puts a car down and, like, a, a dragon <laughs> right. comes out of it? Like, is that's that, my question. Is it all going to oh, be wow. in the, is it all going to be in the universe, or is it going to be, like, two kids and one gets, like, sucked into his deck of cards and then he's in the world of magic? Yeah. Right, because yeah. otherwise it's it's just, I mean, it's just another one of those movies where, like, trolls are battling dragons, right. and that's fine, do all that, but what does that have to do with uh, tr- collectible playing cards? Right, that's the big question, is, is it going to be self-aware enough to integrate the what actual cards What did Battleship have to do with way? Battleship? Nothing. <laughs> but then they did try also, to bring that, it in, they split it up into groups. No, because I, I, think, I think the Magic the Gathering movie would be awesome if, like, every 45 minutes it just cut to two kids, <laughs> and one of them is just like... <laughs> 
and he slides a, a, a card across the dun, table, dun, dun, and it's like, uh, and cuts back, and there's these huge battles and dragons. It's like an episode of Community. This guy's, totally. This totally. guy's getting his head chopped off. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. And yeah. it's a dragon. Then they, like, you see some big dragon like raise up and out of the like, lava. Rah, rah, but then, it's, but like, then it's like, screaming? A, and he's like, Mom! Yeah, then it's a kid being like, I summon my elder dragon. <laughs> Does you Hasbro... spilled coke on my car. <laughs> Does Hasbro own Battleship also? Or is that a Mattel property? I don't know. I want to say they do. I'm just saying. It's, it's they hired... just another, like, a, one of these board games. That's They're taking it really movie. seriously. They hired a dude that's, like, their equivalent of the Joss Whedon that's, like, pulling all the strings of the Marvel Universe to, like, so oversee the... Simon... The Magic Universe? Yeah. Simon Kinberg, and yeah. he wrote Simon Sherlock Holmes, the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie. He wrote okay. that. The Andrew Goldfarb movie, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, starring Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> Actually, wasn't he in the sequel? He's in the first one. I don't he's know. In the I, I, we saw... He's, he's one of the constables <clears throat> that arrests Sherlock at the, towards the end of the first Sherlock Holmes. Spoilers. He, he, they put him on death row. He died. <laughs> <laughs> it's very traumatic to watch. He's an android in the second one. <laughs> His consciousness was beamed to it. Uh, Magic the Gathering the movie coming soon to a theater near you. Remember the Wild Wild West movie? Yeah. No, I try Remember not to remember the songs. Wild Wild West. The Wild Wild West. A wiggity wiggity west. <laughs> Did they say really wiggity wiggity west? Yeah. 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 It was, like some Chris it was a freewheel in '90s. It's like wiggity wiggity whack. Yeah, that, that movie was number one at the box office. Who gives a shit? They can say whatever they want. <laughs> Who is the other? Was guy? it number Who one? The really? White guy? It, it was Renna? Klein. Chris Klein. Chris, oh. One of the Kleins. Yeah. Calvin Klein. No. Was it number one? I yeah. don't think. I think that movie bombed. It bombed hard. Yeah. I thought it was number one at the box office. I thought that was that he had Big Willie had like. Summer on lock for like yeah he did that, but that was the one that killed it that was yeah, the one oh really yeah big Willie that was like the most depressing <laughs> I've never seen Willie what are you talking about no big Willie big Willie Willy Willy. Styles that was, no that was the, the name of the album that's Summer Slam but that's who goes by Big Willie yeah okay there, no there was a I've never seen a teacher so crestfallen as when she was like our history teacher was teaching us something and like she's like oh, no none of us knew the answer and she's like. It was an event that was in the biggest movie of the summer, and we all just came back. We're like, wait, what? And she's like, it's the railroads. They, the they connect and they do this. And we're like, what movie was that? And she's like, Wild Wild West. And no one in the room had seen Wild Wild West. Uh, and she's like, really? No, she's no like, one saw they Wild They fought a spider. <laughs> there was a car train. Uh, moving on here. You would get my attention uh, if you told me that the creator of Final Fantasy Tactics was making another game that could be considered the spiritual successor to his games like Final Fantasy Tactics. And we found Damon, that do I have your attention? <laughs> I have news for you. <laughs> we maybe found that out this week? Maybe? Yeah. Continue. <laughs> we, I'm a little skeptical. That was a good sound effect to use to confirm. Yeah. You're like, developer, yeah. <laughs> developer and publisher Playdeck, publisher of iOS games, card battle games like Ascension and iOS board games like Agricola. Is it Agricola? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, Agricola, Agricola, I would say. Anyway, they announced a Kickstarter where they've partnered with Yasumi Matsuno, the creator of Ogre Battle, Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics, to make a new game that's supposedly going to play just like those. It's called Untold Story, no, Untold, Unsung Story, Tales of the Guardians. Oh, they're Kickstarter. Good day. Rolls off the tongue. Unsung Story. It's whatever. Shut up. RPG. That's what. No, Unsung Story. <laughs> I'll reach you to death. Unsung Story is Playdeck's card battle game. Unsung story, Tale of the Guardians, oh. is their turn-based okay. strategy game set in that universe. So they're trying to raise $600,000. So far, they've hit 300K. Yeah, they've already raised 300K. Mainly. It's only been three days. They got your attention. I, 
<laughs> a very generous donor. <laughs> D. Hatfield, the anonymous D. Hatfield. <laughs> Wait, that's way too obvious. <laughs> you should call him Damon, Damon H. H. <laughs> Simpsons joke. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, why? Why maybe we sh- maybe should we not be quite as excited? So Natsuno's name is attached to it, but it doesn't. We're, his level of involvement is potentially quite a bit less than what yeah. people might be aware of that are already. Oh, it's the Final Fantasy Tactics guy is making a new tactics yeah. RPG, but. Didn't he, do you have the details in front of you? Like, he tweeted something out, or some fan reached him and asked him. He's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm doing, I did some, like, design stuff, and that's it. He, like, helped them design the game, but he's not, like... He's not director, he's not actively involved. So he at least talked with them about what some good systems would be. What else is this guy doing? Yeah, I know, That's a good point. I mean, I understand, I always hear these stories, and it's like, oh, his name's involved, but not that much. Right. Like, well, why, well, just, want, just put both feet just, in the door, finish the game, make everybody happy, you get your 600K, you probably get 1200K in a whole weekend. I will say away. that uh, I don't want to poo-poo it too much because Playdeck is... This is a, this is a family Easy. Show. I don't want to poo-poo. My virgin ears over here. <laughs> we, uh, Playdeck is legit. Sometimes people hear iOS. Playdeck makes good yeah. games. Sometimes people hear like mobile game and they check out, but they're right. one of the people that are absolutely doing it right. They're making great sort of core gamer strategy card games on mobile. They did Ascension, which I'm absolutely hooked on. And I love Ascension. You, you can buy it for it. It's not like microtransaction. I'm, yeah. like, I'm playing one of their games right now. It has a weird name like Tonto Quarry. It's a car up. battle. It's a car oh, battle game. It's a car battle game. Two players. And the goal is to, you're the master of a house, and the goal is to staff your house with maids, cute maids. Yeah. And then you get victory points, and when you run out of all the cards are gone, the, the person who's like stocked their house with the best maids wins the game. But they're sexy maids. Let's, you, you... Yeah, but I would say the game is more cute than sexy. There's not like... It's like anime. But didn't yeah. you say you get to choose one of the maids to stay in one your room with you? One of your stay in your private chambers. And she gives you bonuses and boosts. What kind of bonuses? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, have, you can now hire more, more maids by paying less love. And oh, okay. Like that, yeah. Brian wants to know more. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, but you can, you, can, you can put illnesses on your opponent's maids so they get sick and they don't perform as well. That's horrible. Why would it's you a very complicated game. I'm still learning all of this. What a so, mean thing to do to somebody's maids. <laughs> you got to clean the house yourself. You got sick maids. Get those sick maids out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want anyway. to sound too negative about Unsung Story, but what's the colon after it? Tale of the Guardians. Tale of the Guardians. Because even if Metsuno wasn't involved at all, like a really hardcore SRPG strategy tactics game from Playdeck yeah. could be totally rad. And it looks very likely that it will be funded. Yeah. 28 days ago, and they've already hit in there. 28, 28, 28 days, days later. later. 28, oh, yeah. jokes. Let's, <laughs> let's, meet, let's regroup 28 days Even later. Even though you're a dirty milky. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, you know, I don't play sports games. Yeah, you love sports ball. Yeah, I do. You know what's strange? Maybe. Uh, when I was a kid, I would play any sports game on my NES. Yeah, me too. Sure. I played any sports game. Me I too. played Nest Play Action Football, uh, Tecmo Bowl. They were simple. I played all the Kings of the Beach of the volleyball games. And I played this game, RBI Baseball. This was a great game. I, I got news good. for you. I'd like your attention. It's back. What? <laughs> <laughs> RBI 14. I would like to announce here on GameScoop. Uh, well, yeah, it is apparently coming back. Major League Baseball, the, uh, the MLB actually made the announcement. RBI Baseball coming spring 2014. This game has been gone since the 90s. Yeah, so is Tengen. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's being developed by ML BAM, or Major League Baseball Advanced Media. This is the first game they've Major ever League developed. Major League Baseball uh, Advanced Media. See, Damon? <laughs> Shoot my, my hopes into the air, and then it's shoot. not going to be a cute eight bit like. I don't think game. so. Well, I mean, so it's you don't know that. 
You don't know that. <laughs> Hold out hope. Okay. So it'll have licensed players in it, I guess? No, they will. You will, yeah. Okay. I don't remember if this one did or if it just this had... This one did. This is the first officially licensed MLB game. Okay, so it had real teams in 1986, I believe, when it was released okay. in Japan. And not like the 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 Reds versus the yeah, uh, no, team they like made up. Real teams. The Johnny Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> what does RBI stand for? Runs real. batted in. I thought you said you didn't know about sports I, ball. Damon did the news story on this. That's how he knows all these facts. <laughs> it's actually Radical Baseball Island. <laughs> Radical <laughs> Baseball Island. Ken Griffey's now, I don't know. over. <laughs> I don't know what he's batted in means, but I it's, know it's, that's what it stands for. It's a stat for, like, uh, you know, a batter. <laughs> We're way out of our depth here. No, it's not. Like, you know, like, okay, so you don't... Alex Solomita's freaking you out. Don't, I know what it is. You do, you're not hitting a home run to get yourself... In or whatever. So if it's you hit the ball and another I, I get a rewards. double, but the guy, yeah, exactly. The guy oh. on third gets in. That's Wait, they made a whole in. game based on that? <laughs> That's all it is. That's the point. You don't, they don't even care about scores. It's all about adequately setting That's up like your team to get That's like making a whole game base. based on throw-ins in soccer. Is this that a cool make any sense. RBI is a cool name. Okay. Was this the one with the robots? No, no, that's what I wanted to talk about. That was uh, Base Wars. Okay. Base Wars. Which, uh, you know, as long as we're bringing back 8-bit, uh, you know, baseball games, why don't we bring back Base Wars? I think we have the... Uh, well, there goes the mouse <laughs> That's what we got. I think we have the box art for Base Wars here that we can pull up. This game was awesome. This is the only one that I remember. I, did, I was never a sports game guy. Give us a second. We'll pull it up here. My thing about these baseball <laughs> games is I hope it does come back and it is the 8-bit style. But then it's yeah, one of those you can never go home yeah. to those. We tried it yeah. with NBA Jam recently. That yeah. came out and people really didn't care. Yeah. A few Look people how awesome care. this box art is. Yeah. This game needs to come back. Yeah, this is the one I remember. This, I, this, I is, this is in robot chills. Just this is looking the sequel at it. to real This steel. is crazy. You First can, of all, this pitcher hasn't even connected with the batter yet, and people are beating the crap out of <laughs> yeah, each other yeah. in, the, in, the, in the outfield. Look, this at, dude's got what, roller legs. <laughs> I want to notice at the top, this game was part of the Cyber Stadium series. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including such favorites as nothing else, Nothing else ever released in the series. I don't know. Ultra Games, remember it that? It didn't come to the oh, Sega Master yeah. System. Ultra so Games was, was Konami. Were Konami. Yeah. They were, uh, Konami it was, was a workaround. Out, Konami was putting out too many NES games at the time, and somebody was like, stop. And they're no, like, when, oh, talk Nintendo to our had Ultra rules in games. place. Yeah. It's like, in order to keep quality at a certain level, you could only cer- release certain games a year, so Konami was like, oh, we'll just start this other company. Yeah, it was like when a kid goes uh, trick-or-treating in the same house twice yeah, with different, with different, co- different yeah. costumes <laughs> on. What do you do? No, I'm Ultra Games. All right. Anyway, RBI Baseball. Snickers. So Base Wars, this, this is like good. a weird genre of sports game. It was like Base Wars and Mutant League Football. There was Cyberball also with Cyber football, ball. robot football game. Okay. Oh, I remember that. I remember I th- that. Why aren't there more like fun, quirky sports games? Yeah. I would play those. Because EA made sure that that would never happen. <laughs> but again, you play them if they were simple. They'd come out and they still yeah. have like Madden controls, but there'd be a troll and a fucking robot <laughs> running at each other. They yeah. do. You yeah, also... spin and do this, yeah. and then like <laughs> rotate the stick halfway back. Just play regular Madden and pretend they're all robots. They tried bringing back Mutant League football on Kickstarter and it, it failed. It oh, really? It, that's it didn't right. reach its goal. Oh, that's really sad. The the guy, the main guy behind it recently came out and said he thinks it's because they put iOS as their lead skew yeah, and there was sure. a big backlash against it. Oh, interesting. There's nothing more sad to me than someone really like earnestly trying to bring something back via Kickstarter and then no one gives a shit. Yep. How's that Boogerman remake coming? Uh, it's <laughs> is really that actually happening or is that a Kickstarter? I game? feel I think it like in my gut. It just makes me sad. I cringe. Yeah. 
Someone's right. love, someone's passion project dead on the table. Because somebody's going home to his wife every day, and he's like, or he, he's actually not going home to his wife. He's already there. No, you know what it is? You know what actually gets me <laughs> about it? His wife's coming home. His wife's giving a profitable <laughs> What'd job. What'd you do? We're trying to get this booger man off the ground. <laughs> How much money do you have? <laughs> Nothing, but just wait till the 90s kids wake up. Like, that doesn't happen. It's so sad. What makes, me, I've, what makes me so sad about it is that it's like a long, it's like they got 45 days to raise this money, and you know. Yeah. You know by like day four. You're not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think you know, like day one or two, yeah. right? Like, well, so then it's like, it's, then you just have to watch the thing tick down. It's such a sad footnote on our already like these things already died once in our childhood, right? Yeah. But then like they come back for a day, and we write the yeah. story on IGN, and then they die a sadder yeah. death. Yeah. Like, Boogerman was dead, right? We didn't need to bring him back. It's like if someone says, "Hey, Boogerman," you'd be like, "That is a terrible idea. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that." But then like Leisure Suit Larry gets like a million bucks, and it's like, how do you predict? Like I, I don't know what's gonna like. Would Earthworm Jim? Would people care about that? Yeah, like, that'd do. I think they would. That'd do it. They already probably. I mean, that was already released on Xbox Live Arcade and PSN. It's just hard to ago. predict like it which is. retro stuff people have like <clears throat> those fond feelings for, and which one people don't. It's not. Booger man. <laughs> uh, bonus topic before we jump into ding, 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 ding. the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Newell. Familiar with the name? Yep. Gabe N. Yeah. He says he will do an AMA on Reddit. Okay. Ask me anything. Yes. If this uh, charity that he's part of reaches half a million in donations. The hospital charity, what's it called? The Heart of Racing Foundation. If they reach half a million donations... He'll do an AMA on Reddit. Okay. Did you hear about how this came out, by the way? No. So he posted on Reddit, hey, I'm part of this you know, racing team, yada, yada, yada. And his username was like Gabe Newell Valve or Gabe Newell Seattle or like something that's clear who he was. And it got ignored. No one upvoted it, no one anything. Two different threads got yeah. ignored, yeah. And then finally someone's like, are you the real Gabe Newell that you say you are in your name? And then he snapped a picture of himself like with this, like he did a selfie. And then it blew up after yeah. that. Like it's funny that... Yeah. He's this one. He's basically yeah. He's basically like Reddit gaming's god, and they didn't believe that he was him and ignored mm-hmm. the thread until they found out that well, it so was legit. What this tells me is that half a million dollars is the price of Half Life Three information. Yeah, he'll dodge it. They'll right. be like, why do he? He gets this question all the time. Don't ask me anything. Yeah, not, so he'll give the. It's not ask me anything, and I will give you a giant detailed. It'll be. Oh, Half Life Three will come out when we're ready for it. You know, blah, blah, blah. what has he said before? We, I we all love Half Life a lot at Valve, and when the time's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Cl- I'm kind of glad that there's nothing in my life that I'm waiting for that much. That's right. outside of my own control of like making or doing myself. Because that's like, how long has it been now? How many years? 2004 hey, yeah. was Half Life Two. So Almost ten years. 10 years. <clears throat> Just sitting there going, when's the new? And he's like, oh, well, we all love the. I'll just keep waiting. Here, I'm gonna. Here's my racing thing. I'm going Reddit and like I. I, I just, it's so hard to just watch those people over and over go, where is it, where is it? Like, let's play all the other games in the meantime. It's also time to, 10 years, it's time to stop. Yeah. Like, a few years after episode two, where is episode three, episode yeah. three, fine. But, like, it's too much. Just yeah. stop. It all worked out well for Duke Nukem, so yeah. just keep on banging the drum. Well, if he's not going to talk about Half-Life 3, then my interest in a Gabe Newell AMA... You're going to take your money back? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> But the Valve does do like a lot of really interesting stuff, and he's usually really upfront and forthcoming about like the stuff that Valve's working on, just not like secret, unannounced games. That's true. Like he said for a long time, way before the Steam Box was announced, that they were working on hardware and thinking about controller prototypes and stuff like that. Like they're pretty blunt. Yeah. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. And viewers. That needs to be a word that encompasses all of them. I don't know what it is. View- it. Viewers. Consumers. Viewers. <laughs> 
Viewers? Viewers. <laughs> I'm taking some of the viewers, some of the listeners, and kind of like viewers. that. I kind of like viewers. 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 Listeners. Viewers. The listeners. Yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah, we're gonna workshop that. Johnny Jeans. <clears throat> Johnny Jeans. Hey, Johnny Jeans. Friends, remember you can always reach us at Gamescoop at ign.com, just like Jacob Safari did. Whoa. That's an awesome name. Yeah. Wow. I looked it up. Safari is apparently a legit last name. <laughs> what? Is this where you yeah. looked up the? Yes. Are we gonna talk about that? Mm. Not really. Okay. A quick, a quick. Uh, is, I, I googled is Safari a real last name? That brought me to the U.S. Census website, where they have census data on families yeah. of with the name Safari. And really quick, there's a link there that, that will give the life expectancy for this family name for oh. different last names. Yeah. What, would it, what, what? How long has he got? <laughs> it was like. It was a little under. Like, if, oh, really? 80s, if 80s the media now, it was a little bit under. Oh, man. That's Jacob. why I didn't look up my own name. That would be the first thing. Yeah, of know. course, man. So, Safari's so dangerous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> this anyway. draft's there. I'm Jesus. 78, David, and I feel my time is growing short. <laughs> what like, if, my, if my name was the Joey Time Bomb, like, you'd be like, oh, he's not going to make it that long. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Time Bomb. <laughs> you were just born into a mafia family. <laughs> Anyway, Jacob's subject is, are games too long? Ah. Dear Gamescoop, with the awesome plethora of titles out across all systems, it's hard to experience them all. I currently own a PS4, PS3, and a Wii U. There are many good games in my backlog that haven't even started yet, which begs the question, are games too long? I recently stopped playing Assassin's Creed 4 about two-thirds of the way through, after about 30 hours and a solid month of gameplay, not because it was bad, just because I wanted to experience other titles. Should developers scale back the time it takes to complete a game so we can more likely see them through to the end, or must we be forced to quit games before completion just so forced. we can experience as much <laughs> as possible? Forced if you want to see the end. Yeah. Well, he says forced to quit games. Right. I think he's um, putting that pressure on himself, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A lot of people, like, you have multiple systems. Uh, sure. A lot of people just have one system. Yeah. You know? Right. Greg, Greg and I talk about this all the time, about how, like, the perfect sweet spot's sort of, like, six to eight hours, maybe ten hours. It's just, like... I mean, for us. For you. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it depends on the type of game, right? Yeah, like, I think for a, long, a lot of people, a long game is a selling point right. for them. Right, right. Because, right. I mean, some people, they... There are people that... Uh, only buy a few games a year and they either do it because um, of money or because they just want to focus on only a few games a year. And there are people that want to experience more and more. And I think the money thing gets kind of thrown out the window when you have stuff like Gamefly and stuff now. Like there's, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Redbox where you can walk up, yeah. put a few bucks in, get a game for a few days and, and then play it. So I think the money thing is, it used to be a, a, big, a big point, but I don't think it is anymore. But I think most people now, it's still this norm that, I mean, we read it in the IGN comments all the time, when a game is like less than 20 hours, it's like, oh, you know, that was, the, the developers are lazy. They didn't make it and I disagree. Like, we do I, see the opposite, too, though. Like, oh, I don't have time for, right. like, that's sure, why a lot sure. of people say they quit RPGs. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I would love, I would love an RPG that was t- 10 hours, you know? And I know that's almost impossible Costume to quest. do. Sure. Stuff like that is great for me. But uh, when, it, when it comes to, like, your, you know, Assassin's <clears throat> Creed's and, and Heavy Rains and stuff like that, they come out every year. I don't think I want to spend 35 hours playing them. I would love to do <clears throat> them in 10. I mean, I was just saying, it is a little weird. It's, I think it's... Uh, Something that's specific to gaming, where gamers seem to be obsessed with the length of games, and it's not new. Yeah, I remember yeah. like reading like game magazines back in right. the sixteen-bit days, and they'd be like, "Oh, Square Enix is prepping, you know, forty-hour RPG." Yeah, I'm working it's just on something a, that people like want to know how long games are before they start them. Right. I'm working on a feature like essay. I don't exactly have it figured out yet, but this is a topic that I want to explore. Where this is not a problem that albums, TVs, movies, how? even books have. Yeah. Nothing else has this problem but games. 
Some people might want to not read a book like, because it's a thousand words. They don't want to read War and Peace because it's intimidating. Radiohead no has a new album like, out. How, yeah. how long is the album? Yeah. <laughs> no one's saying yeah, I don't no want to get the that. new Chuck Palahniuk book because it's not 300 pages. Yeah. But with video games, but I don't, I don't see it as a problem. I just see it as this, this really interesting thing about this medium is that the breadth of, like an album can be, you know, hardcore death metal or like opera, but they still follow the same basic, like they're going to be this, you know, 30 minutes to <coughs> what would the longest album ever be? Like maybe 90? Like, I don't know. The longest album of all time. I mean, even, well, like the thing you call yourself a musician. Like a game, a game can be anything. A game can be like a five minute flash game or XBLA game, or it can be a hundred hour epic like Skyrim or, mm. you know, 300 hour epic. And the the really longest, the long, the albums are weird because the longest albums are defined or at least were by uh, the medium that they could be pressed to, like sure. vinyl or CD. Yeah. So you would have like a double, triple CD or you'd have like those old gatefold vinyls that had like a stack of records inside yeah. and you're switching them every 10 minutes and stuff like that. But it's, I, I don't, like pick up a book and go. This is not heavy enough. It right. must be bad. It's and weird. Put it down. Yeah, but I mean, or, there, I mean, for there's an investment, right? Like you're picking up a book that's probably tops twenty bucks, yeah. right? Like whereas a video game sixty dollars if you're buying a full price, you know, thing. Sure. And that's where it comes from. You don't want to spend if you're a kid, you don't want to spend sixty bucks on something yeah. that's going to last you three hours. And then if you're old men like us, you don't want to spend sixty dollars on something you're only going to play sure. a fifth of because you're mm -hmm. so busy and have to do other things. Right. I do you think uh, game developers are getting better than ever? I think they're aware of this as a problem or issue or something that they want to tackle from their design, and more and more games are making it uh, a lot of stuff after the end optional. Mm -hmm. Nintendo puts all the hard stuff in Mario games after you rescue the princess, yeah. after mm -hmm. you beat Bowser. Yep. Uh, I haven't played 3D World yet, but 3D Land had eight more worlds. Yep. The, the game is twice as long as you might think it would be, and those eight worlds seem like they're for the adults or and for I, the core that, I really like that, that approach, too, because it, it helps the sort of scalability of it. Mm -hmm. And it also helps uh, diversify the, the age groups that play it. Like, sure. a five-year-old kid can play uh, 3D World and breeze through it. But me, when I sit there, like, I want to collect everything in each level, yeah. and that, like, makes it much harder. And they're not just, right, like, right, pointless right. doodads. Like, each of the coins is its own little puzzle. Sure, like, sure. So they've gotten smarter about that compared to, like, you know, Donkey yeah. Kong I appreciate that. I appreciate, like, the, the New Game Plus stuff that mm. they do to sort of, like, yep. entice me to come back and be like, I really love it, and I know I can play it again in 10 hours or 12 hours or something like that. The but perfect example for me is my wife played through and beat Skyrim. And she was playing it a little bit every day. And I was like, hey, what are you doing in Skyrim today? Oh, I beat the game. I'm like, what, really? Like, how did you? But she didn't. She just went straight through. That's one, what I was going to say. One yeah. mission to the next to the next. And I'm like, what percent of that game did she see? There's entire, besides the four major quest lines, the four guild quest lines, like, there's whole cities that you never even get yeah. close to in the campaign. So she saw 10% of that sure. game, maybe. That's why he gave the example of Assassin's Creed 4. And that right. is a huge game that you can get sucked into. But yeah. I, I bet if you just went from story mission to story mission, it's... Maybe twelve right. hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so, but you and I played that game the same way, where we did every optional yeah, thing we could before we moved on. But you don't have to play that way. So Assassin's yeah. Creed, I, I think developers are doing a lot better about giving you a lot more to chew off if you want, but you're, they don't force you to. Yeah, yeah. For me, Assassin's yeah. Creed Four was like I didn't care about the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that game and had such a great time. But I was I was playing it over break. You know, and I was playing it in little chunks around like the holidays. And then when I finally sat down for a weekend with it and played, I finally got my fill of it for that moment. You know what I mean? Where I was like, I, ex I explored all the islands I had in front of me and then I pulled back and I had so much more to do that I was like, not now. You know what I mean? I'm done. Yeah. I've seen what this game is. I love this game. But I don't need to sit here and do the next two-thirds of it this way. Yeah. I can go do whatever I, mean, I want. So that's the interesting thing. Like, Justin, you said your wife played Skyrim, <laughs> but how did she know to not do any of the optional stuff? And like, what... 
Because to me, I get distracted, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, that looks awesome. Maybe I can get an extra sword over there. Maybe I can do this quest over here. And I'm like, I'll mm -hmm. come to the main thing later, but I'm going to run over here. Right. I just think she doesn't care. I think, like, she's playing Fallout 3 now, too. And I'm like, are you doing any of the missions for Moira or any of that optional stuff? She's like, no, I don't care about any of those townspeople. I don't care about what their problems are. Wow. She's, she's just like, story. Yeah, she's yeah. just this trying to get her dad story. back. Yeah, exactly. Like... Which makes that game super short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is Caleb Troutwain. Oh, another good name. Yeah, something's going on here. Yes, why? <laughs> Dame is doing name stuff over here. He will live very How long? Yeah, exactly. I have, a cool, I have a cool name generator. That <laughs> His question is, why do we hate quick time events, but we love games like The Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, Heavy Rain, and Beyond Two Souls? I await you answer. Is that what he's saying? Like, this is how it works. I await you answer. You answer. <laughs> yeah. Who says we hate quick time events? That's I think, what I was I think say, we hate me off too. We hate bad ones. Uh, a lot of people give quick time events. But we hate crap. we hate how they're used in a lot of games where you have control over your character in an entire game, but then the final boss fight, like Resident Evil Five did that. What was the one with the really bad quick time in quick a time? A lot event? of games. five. Were you it's punching much, the boulder? Pretty much it seems like any AAA game now, AAA action game has quick time events in it. Sure. But, and they use them in weird ways, like uh, so they have these game systems, like in Tomb Raider is an example where you shoot dudes the entire game, but then shooting the final dude is a weird quick time event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good example. I don't know how it became a, a commonplace Shenmue. thing for every for just every oh, AAA sure, game yeah. to use. I don't know. It I, makes, I, yeah. It's the stuff that would have been cutscenes, and they found a way to make it interactive and cinematic mm -hmm. without having to develop. Like if your game doesn't have a really elaborate hand to hand combat system that you don't want to use for the whole game, but you still want to have your character fight somebody else. Yeah. Like you can do it one time with like quick time events, and then they don't need to do it for the rest of the game. Totally. But then it becomes a crunch. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he references The Walking Dead, right? That's what you're saying. The whole game is like that. Yeah. So at no point does it feel weird that you've been running around, third person, first person shooting as Lee and doing this, and then all of a sudden you're like... Now I have to figure out how to, you know, no, it's not how Right, it is. right. Yeah, you, you never get kind of dragged out of that world that you're already used right. to. Right, because it feels like fireworks. It feels silly where you press one button and then you see all this crazy stuff happen on screen. Your character's flipping around and jumping off poles and stuff. And it's yeah, they can be happen. done well, but they are done poorly. And well. I think typically uh, Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us, Telltale stuff, you, does them well. They're yeah. getting better. Wolf Among Us is really, really strong. Fun, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say the worst examples of them, and that's why they become sort of synonymous with bad overall, are the ones where they're three minutes long, you can't skip them, you lose, and right, you go you back die, to the beginning yeah. of the sequence. Jesus. That, those make me want to not yeah. play It feels like games. Dragon's Lair. Where yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah to totally, where it's like left, right, <laughs> up, and I have to memorize the sequence of events. Then it, it totally breaks it for me. So, yeah, that, I mean, as long as those get better, then I like, don't really mind them. When a game's at its best, the controls are invisible. Like, your mm -hmm. brain is focused on the game, and you have a controller in your hand, but you're not thinking about X and Y and, and R and L. Like, quick time events put the controls that's up right. on they, the screen. They're yeah. making you think about the controller you have yep. in your hand and take you out of the moment. Well said. Thanks. One more question. So it comes from Sefer R. Is that a good one? Sefer R? I like that. Greg's so suspicious. I don't like that one. Uh, it says, big fan of Gamescoop. My favorite game-related show. My question is, do you think that Steam Machines, launching as early as September, Microsoft and Sony will step up their games to get an even larger install base before the competition arrives? If so, how do you think they could effectively do this? <clears throat> so Alienware announced their Steam Machine is going to be available in September. There's, they Supposed revealed. to be priced competitively with next-gen consoles. So that tells me around $500? Which would be a really cheap Alienware yeah. piece there of it is. machinery. Looks nice though. It's it looks, looks really, nice. really good. If it were 500 bucks, I would be tempted to buy it. 
Yeah. This is actually one of the nicest looking things that Alienware mm -hmm. has ever made. Usually yeah. their, their stuff's a little over the top. I agree. Uh, but how, how, how worried do you think Sony and Microsoft should be? Uh, are, I don't think they should be worried right now just because there isn't, like, uh, the, the threat is sort of nebulous, right? There isn't this unified, like, remember a year or two ago, it was like there was the Ouya and Apple TV and, like, 15 different things were all coming at your television mm -hmm. from a different angle as your consoles were, and everybody was like, oh, this is the future, this is the next thing. And it really wasn't because, I mean, a, a bunch of different people made different set boxes. I think if there was one defined sort of, like, if there's one winner out of this pack, right, right. that becomes the thing to get, then it gets me going, oh, which is the best one of these to get? That's the best one. That rose to the top. That's the one everyone's getting. That's the one we need to be, that everyone needs to worry about. But right now, there's like 75 Steam machines. Yeah, some of them are small and some are big. 14, and, yeah. 15. Yeah, and some are expensive and some are cheap. So I think, so normally competition is obviously always good, right? Like if yep. two companies are competing, it makes their products better. But the 14 Steam machines are complicated and confusing. And yeah. It makes it unclear what a consumer is supposed to do. It makes it unclear, you know, Alienware isn't going to have the money to market this thing on television in the way that yeah. Sony and Microsoft can with their single soul boxes. The so reason like, I like console gaming is because it's easy. Yes. And, it, and it, it's, I know what I'm getting and how long, yeah. how long I'm logging into. With all the Steam machines, I'm not sure, especially if I wasn't, if I was, a, you know, still working at a newspaper and just playing games on my off time, right, I would, how much research is going to have to go into figuring out which Steam machine is for me? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I don't get. It, you know, it, with two, when it was two PlayStation 3s and, uh, you know, different Xboxes, you looked at, like, the side, whether the, oh, okay. Yeah. But when you start talking about, like, oh, well, this one has this graphics card and this one does this and then a DDR RAM, you're like, yeah. I don't know what the yep. fuck is happening. Yep. They, they built up this situation that was perfect for people like us to come in and go, I don't really know anything about PC gaming as much as I should, um, but they're bringing it into my living room and it's accessible and it's easy. Cool. <clears throat> Uh, oh, wait, now I have one of 15 choices to make. Like well, they, the choice, get, they had me at the door, and then they pushed me away. The choice is kind of cool in the sense that you can match your budget level. Like, there's benchmarks of how powerful these computers are, and then it's like, all right, how much money do you have to spend? 800 bucks? Here's how powerful you can get. If you want to spend 1,000, you can get one that's got a better video card in it, and you... But I mean, you get to choose. But what does that, that all though? come down to? Like, so but it's like they don't give you none of choice. them is going to flip it and tell me how which one's going to run SimCity. Is sure. this five hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar machine? Is it going to be? Right. Is there is that three hundred dollar difference going to be severe for this one game? I want to know. You yeah, know if, I mean? they, if they've learned anything from consoles, is that multiple SKUs is almost always confusing, right? So I mean, I don't think gamers care about scaling to their interests or their their funds when they know they can walk in and spend $400 and get the most the next-gen console or $500 think, and walk out with an Xbox One, you know? I've said on GameScoop and Tech Fetish, and, you know, anywhere... Tech over here? Tech over here! That uh, any, anywhere people will listen or this comes up, I'm not a big fan of Steam Machines, which is weird because I'm a big fan of Valve. I don't think they really do much wrong at all, actually. Um, I, I've never understood Steam Machines. I don't understand why somebody wouldn't spend that same money on a PC. Damon, you like them. Like I've said... Many times, I'm a couch gamer. I so do not like playing at my PC. Like, this is my question for you. Like, now that we know more about Steam machines, we have a price range, we have manufacturers, we have boxes, like, are you still That's interested what I say. in one if of these? If this is around $500, I can bring it home, and instantly on my couch, I have the entire Steam library, you know, hundreds and hundreds of great games yeah. that I've been interested in playing, but I just never did because yep. PC gaming isn't my thing. That's enticing to me. Yeah, so, me but, too. So you would have to spend the same amount of money getting this... If that, you buy, that doesn't access the internet. That doesn't. Just, I would just get, just get a five hundred dollars PC. That's what I would suggest to anybody that really you've wants. Put, you've Steam pushed him away already, though. Yeah. Like my PC, I play games a lot on the PC that I have now, and I use an Xbox three hundred and sixty controller exclusively. Like I don't use a mouse and keyboard. I want to play at my couch, 
And I play I on my just, couch. That's I what I do. Just, can you use wireless you yet, or is it still wired? What do you mean? Xbox 360 controllers and the PC. It's got to be the wired controller. That's a deal breaker. And you still have to get I, up. I like uh, my, my sure. living room looks sexy. And, and Justin, how many, how many times do you have to get up and walk to your computer to, to prompt something that's happening next that you can do with your controller? None. Oh, what about Never. your drivers? <laughs> what about I'm not saying that's flawless. EXE. I'm saying from my experience personally, like I use, I, the, the vision that some people have of PC gaming isn't completely accurate. My, like this is, if someone said, Justin, I'm not a hardcore gamer, I kind of like these Steam machines, I want to get into PC gaming, my suggestion to them would be to get a PC instead. And which you can use, which you PC? Can, you can play it on your TV. You can see on IGN.com next week where we have a, we have a feature <laughs> on building your own home theater PC that works with your TV, that it just sits in your entertainment center. It's pretty small. Well, sentiment on Steam machines among the IGN audience seemed to be on the negative side for me from articles that we write about Steam machines. IGN fans are, or readers are fans of their systems, PS4, Xbox One. They seem to be kind of hostile towards Steam machines. So I don't know. If that's, if well, that's representative of gamers... Sony and Microsoft probably don't have a lot to be worried yeah. about right now. If you're a console gamer, you're going to be a little bit hostile to this. Like if that's where, where the camp, you know, where right. you set up camp. And if you're a PC gamer, then this is make, probably makes you shrug too because you don't you have it. a nice PC. Yeah. 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 So that's. I think it's really interesting though. Really we interesting all lose. to see yeah. how this Everybody plays loses. out. I'm not year. saying gamers like you don't exist. Like the, the Damon Hatfield use case for the Steam machine makes sense. And then I wonder, like, are there millions of people like you or are there not? Like, There's only one Damon. There's only one Damon. But that's, that's what it boils down to, is how many people care about PC games and really want to get into it that just don't already have a PC. Yeah, that's why it's be really interesting to see. And that's probably why Valve is smart not to just make the, you know, the whole right. thing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Just let Here you guys go, try it. it, see what happens. Sure. Uh, that's about all the scoops we have for this week. Do we have any data back on our crowd? All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's, here's, we're going to go, tell you the, the story here. Justin Davis is an adult male. He, him and his wife drink milk at dinner every night. So Jamie does too? They're both from Iowa. I'm putting them out there. Milk drinkers. And, you, and you've always done this? And I'm not saying we never, like, depending on, like, if we were making a steak, then we would have wine or something. But if it's just, like, a normal, like, pizza or whatever, right. we're not having water or wine. We're having milk with dinner. Yeah. You have milk with pizza? Yeah. <laughs> to, so to bring you up to we speed, have milk with dinner. That's us what we three do. don't do that. No Brian, one does Bri- it but me. Brian and I described it as weird. You just said it was abnormal? Or I said unusual. Unusual. Yeah. I think that's so we put it to accurate. Twitter to see what people said. My favorite response is the first one here. It's from Eric Johnson, Sam Fisher in the new Splinter Cell. He says, it's anti-Christ-like. <laughs> <laughs> also goes the same for apple juice anytime. Yeah. Uh, well, these are children's drinks. <laughs> yeah. Former IGN, IGN or Hillary Goldstein says, as opposed to drinking milk for dinner at a friend's house, because that is definitely more adult. <laughs> I thought I thought I felt like when we were having this conversation before Game Scoop that I was taking crazy pills because all three of you are like, "What? We no, never." Delicious. Normal is winning this vote. Somebody says it delicious. Is? Somebody yeah. says Midwest normal. That's where we're coming from. So that's is it's just a Midwest thing. I always have a glass so of milk weird. at dinner. My girlfriend Midwest Christine normal. says I have done this several times. You have been there. What are you saying? It's about as me? normal <laughs> as normal gets. There's only there's one vote for abnormal. Well, first okay. off, these aren't all the responses. Oh. Like, I, it's giving us five. We had way right. more. Who, who wants all that cream at night? It's so much cream to have It's very heavy. It's skim milk. Like, there's no fat. It's fat it's just, free. It's just, like, cloudy water. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, Mike, uh. Michael says gross. Very, gross mid, is right. very Midwest, I can relate. Like, uh, what's going on? All right, so I mean, pizza, pizza, is, pizza is still coming in. Pizza has better, so better than beer with 
Better than beer with pizza too. Normal. I don't even like beer, Better but I disagree. Beer pizza, pizza and beer are our best friends. They're on yeah. Best Friend Island again. I, I, I am genuinely relieved that I am not just like a crazy person. Absolutely normal, especially with pasta. That just grosses That's so me gross. out. Why does it gross you out? It's normal. Like if we had spaghetti, like if we were having Here, a normal non-fancy dinner, yeah, nine nights out of ten we're eating milk with dinner. Here's why I know it's not normal, because you you hide this habit in your own home. What are you talking about? You don't take this show on the road. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't do it at a restaurant. You don't do it at restaurants? No one drinks milk at a restaurant. Kids do. Why? Yeah. What if you went to a pizza place and you said, oh, well, usually when I'm at home, I have a nice glass of milk with this pizza. Can you help me? They would go, no, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, but Get I don't serve pizza. We don't serve pizza milk in here. It's but disgusting. I don't drink, like, soda. We never, we don't ever have soda in our house either. Yeah. Like, we just don't buy it, but I would drink that at a restaurant. That's, that's like, the you context. You drink soda all day, though. Well, I have yeah. a Fresca, and I'm actually well, not drinking. I'm looking through the giant list of at replies, and normal is winning. Okay. By a lot. All right. Seems to be normal. We don't do it. No, because we're normal. I'll be over here being weird then. All, yeah, you, all you psychopaths you said, out there. You said you don't even have milk in your house ever. I have half I and half and, and almond milk. Even though I actually oh, do. Oh, well, that's okay. I actually do like milk. I just don't. I, I do, do too. But I, I wouldn't have a glass of almond milk with dinner because I get that out of the way with breakfast. Yeah. Because it's a breakfast food. <laughs> all right. Justin falls on the normal side, I guess. Vindicated. Yeah. Oh. Oh, God forbid. That, that's that's you holding all that milk in your stomach when you do that. <laughs> that curdled that's cheese. That's me, like, genuinely worrying this that I'm some weirdo. This explains your smell. <laughs> the milk smell? The milk boy smell? <laughs> like milk. Well, because we, we asked Alex, and then he said he had a friend growing up that drank milk. A weird friend. A weird friend. Yeah. But the problem is that Alex is a weird guy. <laughs> so, like, is he just that? It was the weird friend, the normal friend, and Alex just didn't know. All right, that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Brian. My name is Damon. This is IGN Games Week. there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.